Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 21 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am a geeky mom. I have been a geeky mom for, God, almost seven years now. It's hard to believe. Um, I'm joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy. Hey, Regina. Hey, I've been a geeky mom for almost five years. Oh. And then we've got (laughs) our geeky dad, Stephen Dutzman, who has been a geeky dad for, what is it, 12? Nearly 13. Yeah. Wow. I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) Oh man. So, um, so it's cold where Steven is. Yes. Cold and snowy. Is it as cold there as it is like in the Midwest? No, no, it will not be. Um, it's dipping into, you know what? It's dipping into, um, the United States coming down from Canada, like a mitten. Right, like so, it's <laughs> okay. covering the middle, and then like it's kind of going around Connecticut with like mm. the thumb, um, and so we are mostly. I mean, it's going to get cold, but it's not going to get like if you go outside, you die cold. Yeah, which is like where it is, where my family is in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, in in the Midwest, it is if you go outside, you die cold. Like yeah. um, our community manager is like, thank goodness, I am just going to work and then coming home and studying because there's no way I'd be getting anything done because uh, it's cold. So um, (laughs) yeah, but we are getting snow. uh, So I apologize uh, ahead of time. If we get any random noise, all afternoon activities were canceled. So I have three children happily using their electronics, but you know how fast that can change. (laughs) (laughs) Is one of them in a box? (laughs) No, uh, we've actually, um, shut down the box thing because the issue with the box thing is that now the boxes are no longer on the floor. Now they're on the couch and we had Uh a little bit of a scratch on the leather sofa. Oh, little little tiny one. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like, it's more precarious because the boxes fall off, but that's what I was going to say too. That I don't care about kids bounce. (laughs) Um, they're made of rubber (laughs) and titanium (laughs) Um, so I have so I have three children Yes. the one who is small enough to sit in a box is still young enough that her bones haven't fully formed so she'll just bend before she breaks the other two stupidity should be painful (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right Um, just in case anyone was curious how I parent Right. <laughs> Parenting style check. Parenting style. Yeah. I am not a helicopter parent, in case you were curious. Neither am I, which is amazing yeah. for you know only having one kid. Yeah, <laughs> usually I those try. Like, oh, I, I mean, I try not to be. I don't think I am really. I think Isaac is worse than I am, um, because My husband it, is like, worse than I am too. Like at one point over the summer, I let Anna play in the front yard. Like my desk, I can see out the window into the front yard. Our yard is small. Um, and she was playing outside in the yard, just right in front of me. I could see her. And he's like, don't let her do that. I'm like, What's I can see her. He's like, but what if somebody comes and what if she runs out into the street? And I'm like, we live on a cul-de-sac. Like nobody drives here like ever. And I can see her. I'm like three feet from our door. Should something happen, I can get out of the house quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's worse about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. There's always one parent that's yeah. a little bit more conservative I, than the other. I, 
I am my 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 wife and I are very lucky in that both of us are pretty. They bound. You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> like it's there's something like I know statistically speaking, the world is safer than it ever, has ever been. Right. So. Right. Um. Yeah. Like I get the math. So, and I also, you know, like I trust my kids to, you know, like I say stupidity should be painful, but I like trust them to not be that stupid. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't leave like Megan home alone or anything like stupid right. like that. Like, that's great. Right. Like I'm not criminal, right. but it's like, you know what? If they want to go play in the backyard, they can go play in the backyard and I'm not going to fuss about it. Right. With that said, it is easier by nature, the fact that I have a almost 13 year old boy. I was going to say you're older. Your kids are older. So it's not quite the same, but Evan basically the size of some grown men that I know, like he's basically <laughs> James Pisano mm-hmm. size. So like, like right. if that man is allowed to walk around by himself, which you've met him, I mean, he right. arguably shouldn't be allowed to. Um, <laughs> then um, I'm speaking of James, the uh, he's part of our E3 team. Um, okay. uh, I, I kind and- of, but like you know if, if, if james is allowed to be by himself then i figure evan can yeah at least evan doesn't drink <laughs> yeah that i know that of. you know of yeah. <laughs> i think we figure it out there's not enough in this house for it to disappear and have us not notice notice <laughs> like if we have like a whole cabinet they'd be like wait a minute but like we really don't yeah <laughs> right. he's, he's more likely to just Buy random crap in Fortnite. <laughs> so, Kingdom Hearts Three has finally arrived. Know, right? How crazy is that? Like it actually happened. Yeah. So, how much have you played already, Stephen? <laughs> um, an hour and a half. Um, oh. Well, so here's the thing, right? Number one, I'm old, um, <laughs> and I couldn't stay up forever. <laughs> Um, so it came out at nine o'clock. It came out at nine o'clock last night. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, we all run into the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like you buy it and then you got to bring it home. You got to install it. You have to, I mean, unless you're one of those people that does digital only. I know, and you I'm like, you got to bring it home. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> some, of our, some of us actually like going places. Um, <laughs> Nicole's basically like a video game agoraphobic. She's just like, I'm not going anywhere outside the house to do I that has to do with video games. I go, yeah, well, it has to do with video games. I say I go outside the house a lot, just not to buy games. Yeah, well, <laughs> I still do. Um, I enjoyed the experience. Okay, so I thought I was going to enjoy the experience of going <laughs> to GameStop for their nine o'clock release. If it was midnight, I wouldn't have done it. I would have bought it digital, and but it was yeah. nine o'clock. I was like, yeah, that's cool. So I went and I thought I was going to enjoy being around my people. And I discovered something. They are not my people anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Um, right. So I go to places like PAX, right? And this is the thing that I forgot about, right? Like um, when I go to play, and, and this is 100% coming from like a place of, like I have to, I'm checking my own privilege here, right? Like, I have the privilege of being invited to go to PAX East and be mm-hmm. you know, and to other and to E3 and be surrounded by other people that have the means to do so. Right. So I have, I'm checking my privilege a little bit, like, you know, but that not everyone can do that. So there were some folks there that were of our gaming there, but they were like, you know, 
they were like the dark side of Twitter, like the people that you block, <laughs> you know. Um, and I know some of that is a hundred percent, you know, like socioeconomic yeah, stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but man, I heard the I heard the 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 I reheard the argument about Diablo in, Immortal. Um, I, I reheard all the stuff about why World of Warcraft is going to hell and if they're so happy that wow classic is coming back so they can do like real rating because they want <laughs> back the way that it was and i was like are you sure are you sure <laughs> because i did that and like i wanted to bring it up but like i just couldn't because he this the dude was so like demonstrably like aggressive about it that i was mm-hmm. like no this is gonna turn into a fight like I'm not, <laughs> and and then it was just a bunch of people that decided to leave and be like outside in public in pajamas. So it was like <laughs> Gamergate and just a bunch of people that really should have just been in bed. And so <laughs> I was like, why? Like, so I was like, why did I do this to myself? And then the poor GameStop employees who had to like sift <laughs> through all of this. And so um, I went and I got it and I brought it home and I installed it and um, I played it for an hour and a half. Um, I actually recorded an episode of the EFG Daily Commute, hashtag shameless plug, uh, today with my early impressions. Um, I really like it. Go figure. I mean, it's it's more Kingdom Hearts. Like, that's the thing. This is more Kingdom Hearts. I think it's very similar to Smash. Remember how I said Smash is just Smash? Like, if you like Smash, then this is your game. Because it's like Smash to 11. This is kingdom ass Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I mean, so if you want Kingdom Hearts, this is a game you must buy. Like, if you're on the fence, maybe save yourself $60. But, like, yeah. if you like Kingdom Hearts, this is a must buy. And so it's one of those things. Like, um, I watched a video uh, from Kotaku where a guy said that it's the first ever unreviewable video game. Um, ironically, okay. ironically, Kotaku then okay. signed the review um but he made a thing where he's like this is the first unreviewable video game because anything that i say is either going to be not accessible enough for people who don't understand kingdom hearts or torn apart by kingdom hearts fans kingdom hearts fans are going to ignore it and non-fans aren't going to buy the game so he's like what's the point of putting the words out there other than to check off the box and say you have to do it i will say i mean Isaac won't read reviews, but he is a non-fan who purchased. He hasn't played. He didn't play the other two. We, he, he got it because we played with Anna because she loves the Disney characters and she liked Final Fantasy. So, but, but, okay, so but, he was, but he did it not because of the reviews. Right. Yeah. No. He, did it, he had like and that's that was his entire argument. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it's reviewable because it is objectively good or bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's it is a product. Products by themselves are good or bad. That's just how it works. Yes, it is a piece of art, but at the end of the day, it's reviewable because at the very least you can say it works. Yeah, right. We all, because the reality is we've all seen video games that don't work and by default, like that makes it bad. Um, so um, I, I, my only complaints, I only have two so far in an hour and a half. Um, no, the good news is the tutorial segment is very short. Unlike Kingdom Hearts 2, which it was like four hours of tutorials, um, I'm not even joking. Um, I was playing the game proper within 45 minutes, and that's with me choosing to do the tutorials a couple of times each just because I thought I missed something, because I was like, there's got to be something else. Um, And there wasn't. I was just being stupid. Um, 
So the tutorials were very fast. Um, is that it is a PS a PS2 ass PS2 game. Like it feels like it was the game that started being designed during the PS2 era. So it feels like that kind of action RPG. Like it I just got done in the last couple of years I have played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War and very and those are action RPGs, right? Like for the most part. Um and they all feel like better, you know, like Kingdom Hearts feels like Kingdom Hearts 2. The jumping is floaty and, you know, but but at the same time, like, I don't care because it's more of what I remember and loved. Um, mm-hmm. My other criticism, and this is legit, my old, like, literally, I might be the only person on Earth with this criticism. Um, and that is that the voice actor from Megara is 100% wrong because she's not bitchy enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen? Have you guys have seen Disney's Hercules? Actually, Nicole, I can't assume you've seen Disney's Hercules. Regina, yes, you have seen Disney. Okay. Why are you assuming I haven't seen it? I don't understand this. It's a Disney movie, and you don't like them. What are you talking about? Disney you you princess like movies, I don't like. It's a, I have never. Said, what okay. are you talking about? Hey, have I ever said I don't like Disney movies? <laughs> I don't well, think well, I have. But except I for just the princesses. Ass- so you'll watch, well, I mean, that's most, the, the Disney movies. I apologize. That was an unfair assumption. Have you seen Hercules? Yes. Okay. So Hercules is, is amazing. Okay. Hercules <laughs> is my favorite Disney movie. Okay. Um, Megara is my favorite Disney princess. Um, princess in air quotes. She's the main female character in the movie. Yeah. Whatever. It will be fine. Um <laughs> And part of it is because she's kind of bitchy. Um, and, right? Like, there's no real arguing mm-hmm. it. Um, and Megara in Kingdom Hearts is not bitchy enough for me, and it really bothers me. Like, <laughs> Now, I'm sure it's because they didn't get a separate voice actor just for her, right? Like, she probably has, yeah. like, 15 lines, and, you know, she calls him Wonder Boy a bunch of times. And, like, so they probably just found another woman on staff who could do it and offered her a little extra money. Like, I'm sure there's a reason, like there's a logistical reason. It's just, come on. She's supposed to be a little bit, a little bit Brooklyn, like a little bit, you know, she's supposed to be a little bitchy and she's not. And it's, she's like way too happy to see <laughs> Hercules. And I know that they like love each other at the end of the movie and stuff, but she's still supposed to be a little sassy and there's none of that it's bothersome. Um, but whatever, I got to whack monsters with a big metal key. That's purportedly a sword. So I'm fine with it. And I beat up a monster with a pirate ship. Oh. Okay. Cool. Literally. Um, that sounds the, unique. Well, the, one of the key mechanics is that you summon Disney rides to fight monsters. Oh. Like, that's oh. No, literally not a joke. You summon, they're called attraction attacks, and they're in each fight. You fight. You, and so the first one is... Um, the first one is uh, the pirate ship. So what I was saying is, I, I mean, those were my only complaints, really, is that, you know, Megara is not bitchy enough. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's great. And it's it feels very surreal. Okay. That I have it, like, in my PlayStation. Like, I physically have the disc. Because um, if you would asked me a few years ago, like, if this game was ever coming out, I kind of would have told you no. Yeah. They just like, never were going to do it. I mean, yeah, I thought it was. I thought Kingdom Hearts three was vaporware. Kind yeah. of the same way I feel about Final Fantasy seven remake. Like that's vaporware. It's never going to come. 
I don't believe. <laughs> I mean, I'll believe it when I have the disc in my hand, but that's never happening. Yeah. So, but it's great. So if you like, yeah. Anna will get to play it tonight. Um, last night, you know, it was bedtime before she had a chance to to play it. Um, but it's funny, like I was at my mom's club book club uh, last night and I come in the door and I hear Donald and Goofy talking like really loud. I'm like, oh, I guess it's done downloading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's never played a Kingdom Hearts game before. So I'm actually going to be really interested into what he thinks of it. So he's an expert. Right. I mean, exactly. Too, you know. <laughs> um, but, um, but he and Anna actually just finished playing um, final fantasy world, world of final fantasy. Um, and Anna did most of the playing of that herself. So, um, I mean, he would help her here and there, uh, but they really enjoyed it. And so hopefully, you know, she'll enjoy playing this with him too. That's like their thing. You know, There's an like, easy mode on this that should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but that's their thing. They play games together. It's been that way for a while now. So, I mean, I support that. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, um, but like, I mean, like, that's the thing, as in they don't do much else together. Like, whereas, you know, she and I will read together or, you know, we'll play video games sometimes. We'll play regular games, you know, that kind of, I do crafty stuff with her. But basically, it's games with um, Isaac. With Isaac, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you know what? You know, she loves it. She's, I mean, we still hear about Knocked off and on. So, you know. <laughs> uh. I don't think I don't think Noctis or Pronto or any of those guys are actually ever going to leave our our family. Nope, they're part of the deal forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was funny um, when they were playing World of Final Fantasy. She um, made me come and watch for a little bit, um, and I didn't realize that it had like um, the characters from the other Final Fantasies um, in it. Have you played it, Stephen? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was actually successfully able to identify cloud. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Identifying cloud, like one of the icons of the gaming industry. Yes. You identified him. Well done. Well done. Yes. I also knew, I didn't remember his name, but I knew the guy from Final Fantasy VIII, the dude with the furry coat. Yes. I recognized him too. Um, Squall, I mean, right. Yeah. No, you mean, you mean, Never mind. I hate that guy. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something, but then I realized that it was not a nice thing to say. So, oh, oh, okay. And I, I don't say things that aren't nice to say to people. Sometimes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, tr I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. The, the. It's worth noting that when Final Fantasy VIII came out, that was a long time ago and I was a different person and I called people things that were very different than what you call people now. Okay. You know, things are just not okay. <laughs> I literally have a women's studies professor on the podcast. So I, have to be very, I have to be very nice about what I call him. Um, but I, suffice it to say, I do not like him and I have words to say about him that are not okay anymore and I have to reevaluate what I call him. <laughs> But I really hate Squall and Final yeah. Fantasy 
8 along with it. Although I've been advised that I must play it again, so I probably will end up playing it, like hate playing it. Hate playing it. Rage playing. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to hate play it because I'm <laughs> required to. But <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Yeah. Um, so we're still at the point where there's not a lot going. I mean, I guess Kingdom Hearts 3 is just overshadowing oh, everything, but there's still not a lot there going actually, on. There, there actually is a lot. Oh, okay. So I'll just kind of fill yeah, it in. Yeah, go for it. So quick hits. They announced Mortal Kombat 11. Spoiler alert, it's not appropriate for children. Um, <laughs> double spoiler alert. I'm actually thinking that Mortal Kombat 11 is getting to the point where it's not appropriate for adults either. <laughs> um, because they um, so it's NetherRealm Studios they do mm-hmm. Injustice and they do Mortal Kombat right so yeah. they haven't had to worry about blood or gore in since Mortal Kombat 10 came out Mortal Kombat 10 came out like it was a mid-generation Xbox 360 title mm-hmm. right? so like they haven't had to worry about it in four or five maybe even longer years um, and so, man, did they put that effort into use? They did a whole bunch of research <laughs> on realistic blood splatter effects, and yeah, um, it's it, it's absolutely insane how gross this game is. Um, I, it's crazy, but it's coming in April. In fact, um, yeah. well, so- I mean, that's one of the things. Like, you know, I think the developers are probably just sort of taking it to that level, just. You know, Mortal Kombat was the first game that, like, started the whole, you know, the ESRB formed, you know, because of it. And so they're just, I think they're just owning that and just trying to just do as much as they can to just hold up that. um, I mean, they have to at this point, right? Like, their brand, they have to one-up themselves every time. Right. Um, They have some neat new mechanics and things like that, and they really are good at fighting game storytelling. Like, I really wish, like, Tekken and Street Fighter would actually listen to NetherRealm and follow their example, because the story modes are awesome. Um, Am I going to play this game? Maybe at someone else's house. (laughs) Um, But my my wife saw three or four frames of of a fatality and was like, never mind, this is not coming into this house. (laughs) Not the event that our boys accidentally play it. Um, And I can't really argue with it. Um, So that's Mortal Kombat 11. Um, my wife, the, uh, another piece of news is, uh, my wife gets a reprieve from Metroid prime, uh, because oh, Metroid right, right. Four, uh, the development has completely restart. They threw everything out and are starting fresh, uh, with retro studios, um, which is interesting on two levels. One for Nintendo to throw the baby out with the bathwater, um, on, of the development of a video game, that video game must have been trash. Yeah. Nintendo can save anything. They'll figure stuff out. But for them to just say nah, <laughs> yeah. little, that means, man, you guys screwed up. Um yeah. and second, um, what the heck has Retro been doing that they cause they haven't put out a new game since Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Wii U. Um, we assumed that another game from them was coming out now-ish, but they're working on Metroid Prime. So does that mean that they are finishing a game and that we should hear an announcement soon from Retro? I don't know. That could be really cool. Um, An unannounced Retro game getting announced like between now and E3 or something like that. Um, So that could be cool. Um, Is that the same same studio that did the other Metroid Primes or is it different? Correct. Yeah. Okay. 
they did the original Metroid Primes. It makes sense to put them on the project. There yeah. are some folks, because it is so perfect, that assume that um, that it was always retro working on it. Um, and that this is just, you know, like a ruse. Mm. I, I don't think Nintendo's that kind of... Like, Nintendo could just n- not talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that they came out and did, like, a YouTube video that really just kind of threw themselves on the sword. Like, yeah. Nintendo's well, not that was not- that was the big announcement then last week. Was that the big announcement that happened? Well, they, um, last week, yes. They had an okay. indie showcase that was done in, that came out of the UK where mm-hmm. they, you know, announced some release dates. They showed that goat simulators coming to the switch, stuff like that. But um, go for goat simulator on the switch. Let's just all ruminate on that for a minute. Um, <laughs> that joke is taking over our world. Um, but the, um, but yeah, no, this was the, the announcement last Friday, um, and it was a big deal. Um, but so the the big, the, I'm fine with it. Take all the time in the world, make it a good yeah. game. Um, they wouldn't have done it if the game wasn't trash. Um, and my wife is very excited because that means she can um, go. She goes for a little bit longer without playing her least favorite Nintendo franchise. Um, <laughs> she would play it, but she doesn't even want it in the house. Wow. She, Probably rather I have Mortal Kombat than Metroid Prime. That's actually a wow. good question. Hey, honey. <laughs> which game would you prefer I get in the house? Mortal Kombat or Metroid Prime? She's thinking about this. Yeah. You have to pick one. No choice. No exception. <laughs> You're not even letting her opt out. Yeah. Nope. She says Metroid. (laughs) But it's close. The fact that it's close. The fact that she had to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) She had to actually think about it. Now, this is entirely my fault. She's not like, she wasn't born anti Metroid. Um, This is 100% my fault, and I own it. But. Okay, well, what did you do that it's your fault? um, So it wasn't just me, it was my brother (laughs) and my best friend at the time. The three of us. We're playing Metroid Prime, and we passed the controller for, I think it turned, this was a long time ago, like when Metroid Prime 1 was out. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were in this room, physically, sitting right there, and she was lying on the couch with pneumonia. Oh, no. And she was asleep, or trying to, and we passed the controller um, trying to find secrets, which is which basically means methodically exploring the same rooms over and over again yeah. for about 17 hours. <laughs> she was trying to sleep. And eventually she was like, um, Steven, you need to turn this game off. You need to take your brother home. <laughs> your friend needs to leave. And from that point forward, she hated Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I thought she would sleep in the whole time. I didn't realize she was just <laughs> trying to sleep. Um, okay, then. What else What else have I missed? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the, the rest of this stuff is all kind of inside baseball, Epic Games Store versus Steam, Steam crap, yeah. which really could just be a topic in and of itself in a couple of weeks when things iron out. But basically Epic is trying to make steam angry and it's. Working. Yeah. 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 Um, the only other thing I saw on, and this is like 
um, more business type stuff than regular games, but that GameStop had been trying to sell itself um, yep. to someone else. And that has that sort of um, process has stopped. Yep. Uh, um, not intending not. any pun there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so stock is dropping. Um, Michael Pact, you know, it's been, it's been so long since I've read uh, an article with uh, Michael Pactor quoted in it. And it's probably just because I haven't been paying that much attention, but you know, he was like the go-to, well, he might still be the go-to financial guy to talk about games. Um, but you know, he's, uh, he's speculating that, you know, digital is going to be the problem. Well, it already is the problem. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. So GameStop failing, even though they've done like, you know, they've changed it around. It's, I mean, not even so much game sales anymore. It's all kind of um, like kitschy stuff, you know, like little figures and things of that yeah. nature. So, yeah, uh, it's, they're not going to make it. Um, it's too little too late is really what it came down to. They tried to diversify. They tried to figure stuff out, um, but it didn't work. My here's my concern. Um, they own Game Informer magazine. Um, oh, I'm really, right. really worried about Game Informer magazine. It's like a pillar of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of it's the last, I think, the last man standing as far as gaming magazines. Yep. As far as print, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they could switch to just being a website, but I think that really does fundamentally change their business model. Um, yeah, I don't know how I, much of a business model they actually would have. That's um, what I mean. Yeah. They certainly wouldn't be able to maintain the level of operation they have. And I really respect a lot of the writers they have. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to write for the examiner with Dan Tack and, you know, Kim Wallace, who is certainly someone that Regina needs to talk to for game on girl. Um, We just need to figure out a way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, they, they have a really great staff that's had a really awesome tenure. And so I really hope as, as weird as it might sound, I'm terrified of a gaming retailer negatively going down, negatively impacting games journalism as a whole, um, which is weird, but that's just how it works. Um, I have, with that said, I haven't seen like Andy Reiner, their their editor in chief. I really haven't seen him like freaking out at all. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not as big of an issue as we thought. And maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're two separate entities, and if the retail thing falls, then maybe they'll just have, you know, a subscription model. You know, I mean, I'm there are a lot of folks that buy their GameStop Club membership just because they're buying the subscription to the magazine. So, mm. I mean, I would keep doing it, you know, 15 bucks a year for that. Like, God. So, you know, maybe, <laughs> right? Like, Maybe. I mean, the only thing, like, if it were to fall, it's not easy for any of those people to, or at least I don't think it would be easy for any of them to join any of the other sites because they're across the country um, from everybody. That is a big deal. They're in Minnesota. They're in Minnesota. Yeah. Weirdest place ever. (laughs) Well, because that's where it's because that's where the, 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 the magazine operation started. It's just, it just so happened that that's where it was. Um, it's crazy to think about it, but you know, I, and also like, it's kind of sad. I know you don't go to video game retailers, but like <laughs> I do, I was just at a GameStop and as much as I really didn't like the people, like, I got really enjoyed going and browsing and yeah, I'm, I'll adapt. Right. Like I can, you know, if, if GameStop falls, 
Um, I my suspicion is it's all cyclical, right? Like Toys R Us left, and right. Toys R Us is reopening again as a smaller, more boutique, a smaller, more boutique stuff. Like the reality is, it could very well be the GameStop brand has value, so mm-hmm. they might yeah. close, liquidate, and then someone might take the brand and then open new GameStop stores that are designed to function with a better business model. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that anyone's going to like, I, I think I might be the only person on earth really, other than the people that are going to lose their jobs um, that will miss GameStop itself because publishers hated it because they did the game, the used game thing mm-hmm. and people hated it because they don't understand economics <laughs> and assume that they should be able to buy Call of Duty and then trade it in three years later for half the price. Yeah. And that's not how that works um, and shouldn't be how that works. But, you know, that that makes them mad. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, you know. All right. Cool. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else? I think that's those are the big those. Well, I mean, they, they also announced a Dragon Ball Z RPG. Oh, right. Yes. And I'm here for that. I think it sounds fun. Whatever. Okay. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised that there is not one already? Yeah. There should already have been one. And so now yeah. I'm just catching up with what I figured was the case. I was like, you mean they haven't told Goku's story as an action RPG already? What? And so I was like, well, <laughs> if they haven't done that, then they must. Movies and TV. So this is great news. Black Panther was nominated for the Best Picture Yay! Award for the Academy Awards. Yay! So Super exciting. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it should be because, you know, cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I um, don't think it will win, but yeah, God, at least right. got nominated. I would have liked to have seen a couple of actor nominations too, but yeah, at least they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know, man. And, Some of those African accents were very bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to go any further into that. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, but as a, I don't know if it's as a result of this or whatever, but um, there are going to be free screenings of it at certain theaters around the country as part of Black History Month. So that's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, Predictably, there's yeah. only a few people that are upset about that, and you can guess who they are. The same people who were upset at your GameStop last night. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, The whole pushback against Black Panther. Um, So do you guys know who Movie Bob is? Yes. Bob Chipman. So he retweeted a guy because he was talking about, you know, how – yeah, this was after the Golden Globes, but this is, you know, within the last couple of months, um, about how um, Black Panther – was deserving of awards mm-hmm. and a guy responded to him um, with the results of a podcast they had where they declared uh, one of their awards that they give are the most overrated movies of the previous year. Mm. And the two, it was a tie for the most overrated movies. Now everything else was one, was one per, yeah. it was a tie between, um, <laughs> between black Panther and um, Black uh, Klansmen. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> and so he responded, so the fact that those two movies of all movies were a tie is, <laughs> is certainly a look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say if it's good or bad. Y'all can figure it out for yourself. 
but come on, but but really overrated Black Panther, overrated. I just don't understand how anybody can say it. Like, right. You, I can understand people arguing that superhero movies don't belong in the best pick. Like, if 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 you just have a problem with superhero movies in general, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to argue with that because there's whatever you either see value in superhero fiction or you don't. But Black Panther, by all objective measures, is an amazing film. It impacted mm-hmm. society. It had an impact on society. It mm-hmm. put Chadwick Boseman on the map. Yep. It was. Yeah visually stunning it was well written it had a good message um and it touched how many children's lives like representation matters and maybe that's not enough to carry it to an oscar win but i think it's good enough to carry it to an oscar nomination and obviously Mm -hmm. the uh academy agrees now i know the oscars are all kind of commercial or anyway but you know what they didn't have to nominate it yeah disney spent a lot of money they didn't have to nominate it but they did so they made the right decision yeah 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 it's important cool that's super cool um so i don't think it's been a few weeks since we recorded but i don't think i had the chance to talk about the winterfell crips teaser on here um okay good (laughs) are you ready um (laughs) (laughs) um so this is a couple weeks ago um they released a uh, new Game of Thrones teaser, uh, Winterfell Crypt teaser. Uh, it's really cool. Um, it's got Jon Snow and Sansa Stark and Arya Stark sort of in the crypts. And they walk to the end and they see statues of themselves. So if you're not familiar with Game of Thrones or the Winterfell Crypts, all of those Starks that are down there have a statue of themselves that, that sort of stands over their graves. Mm-hmm. So them seeing a statue of themselves is like, ooh, kind of alluding to like somebody might be dying. I love them. There are lots of people that are going to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would be really surprised if that doesn't happen. Right. Um, but the things that stood out to me uh, most about that is there's a few lines of VO in it. They're all about Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and the his. feather, <laughs> yeah. the, the, which I still haven't completely, you know, put my finger on yet, but there's a feather very first episode of the show, Robert Baratheon places a feather uh, in the hands of Lyanna Stark's um, uh, statue, in the hands of the statue. Later on, season five, um, Sansa finds it. Um, it had fallen to the floor um, when she's lighting the candles. Um, and then it's in this teaser. So it must mean something, um, but it's not a black feather. Uh, so, you know, it's not technically three-eyed raven i suppose it could be um that was the that was the conclusion that i came to because bran is not in the trailer and he's a stark so or maybe he's really not he doesn't consider himself a stark anymore but i don't know maybe that's why i'm not sure that feather means something we wouldn't have seen it so many times if it didn't mean something um so i still gotta think about that a little bit but this teaser was a really good teaser i thought yeah. Well, it was um, very, it was very moody. Yes. Like I liked the ambiance and yeah. And then I felt like you know they're staring at their effigies essentially, right? Their statues. And then all and then John draws his sword. Yes, and, and Arya and Arya too. And I started to think that the bodies in the crypt were were coming back to life. Mm, or something that like 
because if the white walkers are getting closer then that would be that would be coming right that's part of the winter that's coming and so I'm like I wonder if that means that like what's left down there is going to reanimate oh that's an interesting thought so that was where I where my thinking went with it immediately it was like hmm I wonder if we're going to see some people Wow. I haven't seen in a long time. I think they, they, people have to be directly touched by the White Walkers or um, some of the Army of the Dead to actually reanimate. Really? I, I don't, I don't, because the, the, the bodies that reanimated in um, Castle, Castle Black, I don't think were touched directly. I thought they were, it, it, it always struck me, and I don't know, this is like just impressions, that it was more like a virus, that it behaved more like a virus. Mm. So one there's comes, a line. No, I've just watched this season. Yeah. Um, but You're no, the expert, clear, um, with no doubt. <laughs> Sam says that the reason they have blue eyes is because they were touched by walkers. Okay. Well, you yeah, know, but I mean, with, with the baby who gets touched by the walkers. Right. But I mean, even the, blue. yeah, even the, the bodies that were brought into all Catholic the bodies Black. being touched yeah. by walkers. So I don't even remember them dying with walkers because some of them die by wildling hands. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not necessarily walkers, but mm-hmm. somebody who was undead Carrying because virus. of the White Walkers. Carrying the so, virus and telling you it's it, virus. So it is. I mean, it's like a virus yeah, that like way. like a virus, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. so, so, but that's why I think that, I mean, maybe, but I don't think any of the we, Winterfell remains are going to just reanimate. I know. I mean, it's like a long shot, but it was yeah. like the like that was part yeah. of what the ambiance brought for me. So well, yeah, think- at the end it does, you know, the ice kind of, you know, goes covers the, the feather, floor right? and the, yeah, goes it's over the feather. feather. That's yeah. why John and Arya pull their swords is because right. it's like White Walkers are. But coming that's why to- I thought like everybody was coming back. Oh, right there maybe it was like in, they're in the crypt and there's dead bodies and yeah. yeah. I'm just um, the fact. I mean, obviously John is playing a big part. Um, Mm -hmm. But the extra focus put on him in this teaser uh, makes me wonder if he's going to have an even larger role than um, anticipated. Are there six or seven episodes? Six. Six. The first two. Yeah, they're all like two hours each. No, the first two are going to be an hour. And then the other four are like 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah. 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 It's going to be significant commitment i can't wait I'm so excited yes yeah, i know i'm not as excited as nicole is but i'm pretty excited yeah i gotta, <laughs> I gotta get moving so much <laughs> geeky thrones girl um if you haven't listened to this podcast in a while i launched a solo podcast called geeky thrones girl where i'm going through um episode by episode of the tv show and i'm you know hoping to get through all of them before season eight um premieres in, on april 14th i am midway through season three at this point uh but i gotta i gotta record a lot because also in a couple weeks here in february is um midwinter break for one thing um so anna will not be in school right and for another thing it's when the cookie <laughs> Girl Scout cookies are delivered. And so I have to have times that I'm available for moms right. in our group to come pick up the cookies. Right. Right. So I don't know how much I'm going to get done that week, but <laughs> we'll see. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm loving doing the podcast though. It's a lot of fun. One of my friends said it's like cliff notes for the show. 
And I thought that was a very good way to describe it. So, but anyhow, so that's Game of Thrones. Um, yep. Other stuff that I have on the list to talk about is just um, stuff that I've been watching, basically. Um, so I watched the Discovery of Witches uh, series. I did a free trial on Sundance. Now I got through the whole thing and was able to unsubscribe during my free trial. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was sort of like, okay with it for a while, but mm-hmm. the finale was terrible. The finale yeah. was I thought you posted terrible. That on- oh my God. It was so, so disappointing. And it wasn't even that, like, it wasn't about the changes. Um, the things that were in the book that were in the finale just did not have the weight that they needed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just sort of the emotional punch that was needed. They just seemed very, everything just fell flat. And I'm like, like I, and yes, I'm more attached to the books or whatever, but you know, I was talking to Isaac afterwards, like he hasn't, he hadn't read the books or anything. He's just watched it because I wanted to. Um, and like, he, he didn't think that it was that good. He's like that um, the, the main relationship wasn't very believable. And I mean, some it's hard to say I was sort of okay with it and I was kind of rooting for it sort of mm-hmm. you know yeah um, but then at the end just ugh, very disappointing so I will actually I don't know how well it did but I will be surprised if they have a second season mm-hmm. that's just my take on it so that's too bad a lot of people yeah. were really excited about a lot of people were really excited about it yeah yeah um and then what else uh Watch Star Star Trek Discovery, two. There's just two episodes. Two. Yet. Yep, two. two. So yeah, far. we watch we watch both of them. Um, seems pretty cool. I uh, love Tilly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the mat. Anything happens to Tilly, and I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, I just love her so much. She yeah. is so she's so cute. I'm, I'm liking Pike too, although I'm I'm suspicious of him. Yes. Um, yeah. Because of his arrival and how he arrived on the ship I'm, I'm still a little suspicious of him i feel like there's something going on that he's not being terribly yeah forthcoming about but that's kind of the show is all about the intrigue and the subterfuge yeah so, but i really like the way they're taking this it feels more star trek than the first season felt at least in the beginning um but still like you like it with like the, the focus more on michael Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're still getting like the depth of her character, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the, there's a, the overarching, you know, plot that they've got going on with the, mm-hmm. the signals of the different stuff. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I like too, that, that the first one had, it was this sort of like, mm-hmm. it's not an individual episode right. where you're, you know, encountering a certain planet or, right. you know, and then episodic. This is like, yeah. This is, too. He hates episodic shows. He likes, I keep telling him he's a soap opera fan because <laughs> that's where the structure comes from. Those like yeah. long storytelling over multiple episodes is a storytelling structure or a soap opera structure. Yeah. But that like idea where there is an overarching story that carries through the season or whatnot. Yeah. Um, isn't, you know, like if you look at next generation had that, there was almost none of that in the original series of star Trek. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that too. So yeah, I'm liking it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I've been watching is um, True Detective. 
which is on HBO. It's in its third season. The interesting thing about that show is that each season is completely different, like different actors, different story, everything. Um, the first season was amazing. Um, starred Woody Har Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. It was really, really good. I never watched the second season. Isaac told me that it was terrible. So I took his word for the fact that it was terrible. Um, but the third season is good. Uh, I, we're both enjoying it. Um, and like some of the like review quote or things that have been pushed around by it is that it's a return to form, mm -hmm. which means, you know, more like the first, um, the first uh, season was. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm enjoying that too. <laughs> watching more TV than I have watched in a while that doesn't involve rewatching Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, don't add some qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so so what are are you guys watching? Um, well, I'm also watching Disco. Uh, oh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I just caught up on The Good Place. Are you yeah, watching? I have to get caught up. Um, oh. Now that football's almost over. <laughs> um, because there's That's one the more football game left. There's a Super Bowl on Sunday. Is this this weekend? Yeah, it's Sunday. Oh. So <laughs> literally, I know I didn't know either. And unlike previous years, you guys know that I um, historically, when football was done, I started watching wrestling. Right. Um, I'm actually not going to do that this year in favor oh, of watching other stuff so that I can be a participant in the show. Because I don't think you guys want me to talk at any length about, like, who's turning face and or heel. Going from sports ball that you could give a shit about to um, wrestling, which you – I think you guys might care more about football. <laughs> um, so um, – so, but what I have been watching is I have been finishing up my watch of Star Trek Voyager. Oh. Um, I've and never watched that all the way through. I can't. So I'm almost done. Um, it took me a minute because I I started my my watch through like many years ago. Um, <laughs> like when I first discovered having my own tablet with Netflix on it. <laughs> like this was a while ago. Um, I mean not like a decade, but it was a while. And so I had to figure out like what episode I was on. Once I figured that out, um, I was uh, you know, so I'm I'm like halfway through the last season. Because mm. um, it's a, isn't it like eight seasons? Seven or eight seasons. seasons. I mean, the reality yeah. is Star Trek, I mean, we got to remember up until they ruined it with Enterprise, and I mean, they ruined it in that it wasn't what people wanted. Right. Enterprise was not objectively bad. It's just it's not what people yeah. wanted. People That's wanted like quite a good show. Yeah, but people yeah. wanted yeah. more Star Trek, and what right. they got was something that was like Star Trek, but not what they expected. Right. Right. Like they wanted another Starfleet captain and yeah. whatever. So, um, and it's, you know what? Uh, it holds up. I mean, some of the special effects are really stupid. <laughs> like, um, yeah. now that I'm like a grown up, I'm like, man, the board looks like garbage. <laughs> so, um, like, man, they really just look like they took, like, spare parts from, like, a Radio Shack and, like, just glued them to some dude's face. Yeah. But, like, um, but that's okay. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I still like it. Um, and I'm enjoying myself. I'm ready to be done with it, though. 
Um, like I feel like I'm good with these characters <laughs> after seven and a half seasons, and I think that's fair. Um, yeah, because there's only so much. I mean, that, that's the one problem that that show had is that you can only have so much character development within right. well, the same characters. Yeah, they're like in a they're stuck on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to, um, and this is, and I I will take advice on this one. I my plan was originally to just work my way backwards and watch Deep Space Nine and then watch Next Generation. But I think I'm going to just forego that plan and go watch Next Generation just so I can be ready for whatever the Picard Picard show is going to be. Yes. Because I know the meme is that it's going to be Star Trek Destiny, but I don't think that's been confirmed as the name of the show. Um, So whatever it's going to be called, um, you know, like I want to be ready for that. Because, I mean, I know you guys love disco, but... Mm -hmm. um, I'll watch disco now that I know that there's going to be a Picard show. I'm going to watch... I'm going to catch up on Disco when Picard comes out. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically instead of wrestling, I'm going to watch Star Trek. Well, I support this choice. Yeah. I think that's a valid choice. Yes. <laughs> and a better spending of your time. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Don't forget, though, you've got to watch season seven. We've Game already discussed this. Don't worry, boss. I understand. <laughs> I'm, I, out of it. I understand my responsibilities, <laughs> and I will. I take them very seriously. <laughs> it's funny. Um, my friend um, that listens to my podcast, that the one who came up and said, like, it's basically Cliff Notes. Um, right. She was telling one of her friends who had never seen the show at all, you know, she's like, well, you know, just listen to this podcast and you'll know everything you need to know. But the friend decided to watch it and literally binge the whole thing, apparently, over a weekend. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, like, yeah. Up like Wait. 24 hours. <laughs> all of Game of Thrones, you know. All weekend. of it. Yeah, a three day weekend. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, um, I can't. I just the stabby. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. I'm calling a little bit of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was I think so bit. too. Yeah, I, yeah. Do the math in your head. Yeah, yeah. It's just a number of hours because they're not all almost all at least. 50 to 55 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. I call bullshit with that said, <laughs> uh, two, two weekends I can buy if you're insane. Right. Yeah. Two weekends. I buy this, this, um, this whole like one weekend thing. That's talking some junk. I don't buy yeah. it. Maybe it was like one week. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I it was some kind of crazy um, yeah, short amount, amount of time. time. Yeah, she a stay-at-home mom because I mean I buy that. Like if, you know, she just... uh, it wasn't her; it was her friend. I I don't know. Okay, I mean we'll figure. I mean, sure. I'm. You know what? I'm glad that she's happy, uh, but she definitely <laughs> didn't watch all of Game of Thrones in one weekend. <laughs> um, maybe two. Yeah. Um, but yes, I understand my. I understand that I have homework. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it, but remember, I you know, I, I mean, I'm going to watch some Star Trek. Yes, no, I understand that. I am just looking forward to uh, you changing your mind about Game of Thrones. That's what I'm looking forward to. So you're certain that I'm going to change my mind? I'm pretty certain. Yeah. What if I don't? 
Uh, then we can't be friends anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> you you love me too much. We've been through we've been through too much together. Right. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, we might have some tough times. Yes. But we'll get through it because that's what love is all about. <laughs> you, okay. You, you Books and comics. So I think if we were going to record um, last week, I was going to say that I was finishing up the first book in this trilogy, but now I'm halfway through the second book. Um, so it's a Winter Night trilogy. I've talked about it a few times before. The third book in the trilogy just came out. <laughs> so I'm reading through the first two um, to uh, to then start the, the third one. I'm very excited about that. Um, read a book recently for, um, I think I talked about it on here. Anyhow, uh, went to book club last night with my mom's club and read a book that is very good, but very depressing and not at all geeky. Um, but uh, it's called Room. <laughs> called Room. It's written from the perspective of a five-year-old. And actually, there was a movie made about it, apparently. Yeah. 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 Room. yeah. So I read the book. It's good. Uh, it's interesting because it's from written from the perspective of a five-year-old, right. which easily could have fallen flat. Yeah, like very quickly, but it's believable, um, which is cool. Although, you know, if you're um, sensitive towards like horrible oh, yeah, this crimes, gonna, this is going to trigger the hell out of you, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're sensitive to uh, abuse, yeah. yeah. But anyhow, so that's what I'm reading. Are you guys reading anything? I am. Yay! I know. I knew. <laughs> I went. Uh, I went out with a girlfriend of mine a couple weeks ago, and we went to Pals. I don't know if either one of you are familiar with Pals. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the giant. It's actually the size of a city block, and it's oh stories. right, right, right. Yes, Book I've heard four. of it. I just didn't know what it was called. Yeah. yeah. So it's this giant. It's called the City of Books. Um, Powell's in downtown Portland. And so we went to Powell's and we were just kind of wandering around and hanging out and having fun, you know, looking things over. And I saw a copy of a book that I had listened to on audio 15, 20 years ago. It was called Mm -hmm. um, The Bridge Across Forever. And it's by Richard Bach. Oh, okay. Um, And you might know Richard Bach because he wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel, which Mm -hmm. is like super big book in the 70s. And this is a story of like what happened to him after Jonathan Livingston Siegel was published Mm. because he just kind of like published the book and like went MIA and was like barnstorming. He was like flying a small plane for like (laughs) recreational purposes in the Midwest, Mm. completely no idea what had happened with the book. And he just like one day decided to sell his plane and go back to civilization and turned out to have made a hundred and you know, $1.4 million from in 1974. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's a lot more money than it yeah. is now. Um, and so this was a story of kind of his life of after, after the mm-hmm. book. Uh, so it's super interesting. Um, it's a kind of a love story. It's how he finds his partner um, who ends up being an actress on the original series. So I just picked it up and started reading it. And I've been doing really good actually reading every day. So cool. hey, maybe it's a new thing for me. <laughs> what about That's, you, Stephen? You go and say that, Regina, and now you just jinxed it. You I know. Say I'm like, 
shouldn't say stuff like that. Um, I am still reading okay. the new childhood. Did mm. I tell you about the new childhood? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I also have a new book that was given to me. Um, it is a clinician's guide to using video games in therapy. Um, mm. It was sent to me by a future podcast guest um, who his mainly this is a precursor. Like he had to send me one of his books. Um, he's writing the psychology of the legend of Zelda. Um, okay. and so that's the book that I actually want to read and am qualified <laughs> to read. Um, the clinician's guide is a little heavy for me. Yeah. Like it's a little heavy, but it's cool. Cause like, you know, he signed it and stuff and he is, um, friends with, uh, my BFF, uh, Dr. Rachel Coward. So, mm. Um, so that's how they, that's how he got to me. Um, Mm -hmm. because she was like, Hey, I'm the official psychologist of engaged family gaming. And he was like, what the hell is that? Um, just like just about everyone else on earth. Um, and so, um, so that's been really interesting. Although man, is it reading above my head? Like you ever read, I know Nicole doesn't know what this is like, um, because nothing is above her. Um, but like, you know, like you read something and you're like, what in the hell is going on? Like you just get dizzy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, the act of like I'm reading and I'm just like, I'm ready to do this. I can do it. And then you get like three quarters of like three quarters of the page in and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> I, I want you to read um, William Faulkner's The Sound and the Fury and read the first pa- page. And is it on Kindle? Because I have a Kindle now. I'm sure it is on the Kindle. But yeah, it's it's one of the books I wrote my master's thesis on. But if you read the first, just read the first page and come back to me and tell me what you think. I'm gonna find, <laughs> wait, I'm looking right. It's called The Sound and the Fury. The Sound and the Fury. I haven't read it, but I have heard about it. Yes. <laughs> hey, I didn't oh, suggest Finnegan's Wake oh. or Ulysses. <laughs> I could have What was that? Oh, the Kindle! Oh, the Kindle edition is kind of expensive. But wait a minute. You can buy a used copy. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not buying an acceptable quality copy. No. We'll find it. I'm sure it's at my local library. It, I, I, I can't yeah. imagine um, it wouldn't be. I will take it out from – I'll go to my local library and I will read the first page. Okay, just I read will, the first page of The Sound and the Fury and then report if back I, to me. If I understand what is the my homework is I have to tell you what happened? Yes, I want to know if, <laughs> if you get dizzy. I'm definitely <laughs> Um, no, like I, I talk a good game, but I'm kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I'm also, you know, I have a Kindle now, so I am because um, we bought a new Kindle for my wife. So I am experimenting with actually right. being able to use a Kindle and read. Um, right. Go figure. So I am continuing my long, probably lifelong quest to read the Wheel of Time series, and I'm back at it, and I'm enjoying myself. Um, oh, cool. That's good. Wait, one more thing. I'm reading. Oh, you can't see it. This is bad radio, but I'm reading the uh, Starfinder uh, Player's Handbook, which just overlaps <laughs> with games. But look how thick this freaking Player's Handbook is for a tabletop role-playing game. Wow. This is like the size of my face. It's so huge. Um, it's Dungeons and Dragons in space. That's it. That's all they really had to say. Is this Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> in space? And I would have been like, cool, and then it would have been fine. But no, they had to have this many pages. I'm sure there's yeah. some Starfinder. Are going to argue with me, but whatever, dude. This Dungeons and Dragons in space. <laughs> I yeah, I know when when Isaac started playing Dungeons and Dragons again, he got 
books. I don't know how many books he got. There's like three or four, but they're like that. They're like massive um, yeah. tomes of things. Chris has all of them too. Yeah. Oh. Like a whole like giant shelf of D&D books. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this doesn't sound like a problem. So <laughs> I'm not um, saying it's a problem. They all like that where it's like, yeah, I know, was, I was tomes. surprised at the breadth of information. Um, well, did, about it that's what it was. i was surprised start, about that so did isaac start recently playing D D? Yeah. yeah but he played they he's played um uh tabletop rpgs with his friends for years but they've been playing different ones they just started D D um proper um for the first time okay. so so yeah. the fifth edition books the black like the black with like the red stripe on the side I think so. I don't remember. There's like one of them is like a monster guide. Yeah. Um, like yep. an encyclopedia thing. So that's yep. one of the ones he got. Um, yeah. But I don't remember what the other ones are. There's three that are like the core. There's like a player's handbook and a dungeon master's book. And then there's a monster manual. Those are like the three. What's interesting about the most recent iteration of Dungeons and Dragons really comes down to the fact that they made their business model less crappy. Um, and felt less abusive of their players. Basically, they produce fewer books, but they are of higher quality. Mm. Um, and um, that it turns out that all they had to do is put out fewer books and charge more for them, and people were going to be happier with it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but they're way better quality. I mean, they're hardcover, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, really put a lot of work into them. Um, so, you know, they, as opposed to before where they were putting out tons of source books and they were not as great. Now it's, you know, it, man, every time they put out a new book, it's, you know, it's fun to read, um, mm-hmm. which is not something that you can say about other supplements that they have put out. Like they're actually interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, the, the, the reason I did that is that I'm starting several tabletop role-playing games with my family. So I'm starting oh, a Starfinder campaign with the boys. And apparently my wife wants to play too, although she hates space shit. Um, that's a direct <laughs> quote. Um, but, you know, but she wants to participate in the game with her children. So, um, you know, so she'll be playing and then we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and my, this is the most adorable thing. My cousin's son, who calls me Uncle Steve, um, te- sent me an email. And the only email he has is my, my, my EFG email. Mm-hmm. So he emailed me and said, hey, Uncle Steve. Um, I heard that you play Dungeons and Dragons. I was wondering if maybe you would like to play Dungeons and Dragons with me. <laughs> and I was like, well, of course I'm gonna play Dungeons and Dragons with you. So I told him then when I saw him over Christmas, I told him that I don't make my schedule and that he should talk to his mom and she can talk to my wife and we can have a play date. And he was <laughs> like, You're a dork. And I'm like, yes, I am. So so what are you gonna play with Maggie? Are you gonna play the My Little Pony one? Um, Maggie has zero interest in oh, okay. now. However, but she might if you had the My Little Pony one. Yeah, <laughs> I know there is a My Little Pony one. It's actually kind of expensive and not that great. Um, oh, okay. I have, I have a kids um, RPG manual for games. Oh, we have hero. No, I, no, we have hero kids. What do you have? Um, hold on. I have Golden Sky Stories. Um. Well, did you get that off Kickstarter? Um, I interviewed the guy who ran it on Kickstarter on Game on Girl 100 years ago, and he sent me about half a dozen sets. Oh, I mean, if you have extra. Yeah, I have it. This is still shrink-wrapped. 
yes, I have, I and I still have one for me. I'll send it to you if you want it because it's like they get to be like animals and. I didn't know if you have one that is if you have your own copy and an extra one. Yes, yeah. I would absolutely. I'll, I'll send this to you. I had I, like I have all the promo materials and stuff from it too. So I'll Facebook you my shipping stuff unless you okay. already you probably already have it. But we'll I'll get it to you. Yeah. So um, I have been advised that I am uh, that my my play time is up. Right. Yes. Um, so uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. As I mentioned a little earlier, I have started a solo podcast all about Game of Thrones, where I am talking about each episode. I am midway through season three. Got to get this done <laughs> before, <laughs> uh, uh, before uh, the new season launches on April 14th. That podcast is called Geeky Thrones Girl, and I have an Instagram account linked to that, which has been fun. I like post screenshots of my very hilarious study of the high Valyrian language on Duolingo, um, which yes. is wonderful. Um, but my, my personal handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. Um, and I write for the geek embassy about game of Thrones every other week. So Regina is head geek of the geek embassy and host of the game on girl podcast. So what do you want to talk about, Regina? I have a new episode up last week with Trish Heinrich, uh, independent author who writes uh, superhero stories, and this will probably not be out in time, but you guys should go buy her first book for 99 cents. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Available on all eBooks or uh, et cetera. Uh, there's a link at the Geek Embassy for the episode to get to, to the book deal. She has a new book that's coming out next month um, in a new series that she's writing. Uh, but this is the first of her like established trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing Game on Girl on the go. I've been talking about the gamer types, and um, my next episode is going to be Do the Gamer Types Get Along? So check out mm-hmm. that episode. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's up with EFG, Steven? I mean, what's not up with the FG? So we're uh, we're spinning up coverage for a new vertical on our site. We're starting our collectible card games now. It's going to start mm. um, early next week uh, with our set review of Ravnica Allegiance, um, and then oh, yeah. uh, we'll be putting up uh, two or three pieces of content every month. Um, the good news is, for those of you that have no idea what the hell magic is, all of our content is going to be written specifically targeted at beginners. Awesome. Um, so we're going to be specifically teaching, um, if you've never played a card game, we're the place for you to help you understand what the hell this stuff is, because it's kind of arcane. So that's super exciting. Um, I also uh, am still, I, it turns out I record a lot of podcasts. Um, really? So I actually kind of referring to myself as a podcaster now, as opposed to a games writer, because um, it just occurred to me that on a given month, I put out 12 podcasts, I think, um, between this and the Daily Commute and et cetera. So I actually, uh, on the Daily Commute the other day, I actually uh, gave some advice to content creators, um, and I think everybody should listen to it. Go to uh, EFG, engagefamilygaming.com slash commute. Um, the episode is called Advice to Content Creators, Stop Thinking, or something like that. Basically, it's just shut up and do things. Um, <laughs> and um, so far today, I, I, I guessed it on a podcast called uh, Respawn Aim Fire. Uh, and the podcast went up this morning, and three people have started podcasts on Anchor because of the advice I gave them. Oh, um, awesome. So... 
Um, if you want more, apparently I'm a motivational speaker now too. So if you want more <laughs> of that, um, follow me at Dudes Mania on Twitter. Well, That's my. You official. got both of us to start our anchor podcast. So <laughs> anchor really should give me money. Yeah, you really um, need to getting like kickbacks from them. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I mean, maybe. So, but yeah, so um, follow me, you know, at Engage Family Gaming, but also at Dudes Mania, D-U-E-T-Z-M-A-N-I-A. And I'm probably going to start talking about more of that stuff because people care. Yeah. Uh, who who knew I was a motivational speaker I, by just saying, shut the hell up and do things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.